Hello, hello, hello. Where's my Italian people? Say buongiorno. Uh, welcome back to Wise Guy Fantasy Football, starring me, Anthony DeFulzio. Put that in a marquee somewhere. It's been some time since I've talked. Uh, but as you know, being a father at two, being a loving and devoted husband, things get busy. You want to talk fantasy football, but sometimes you can't because you got business to take care of, whatever the fuck it is. Everybody's got their vice. Everybody, everybody's got cigarettes to smoke, tumblers to drink from. Can somebody get me a fucking chair that doesn't... Why does this chair feel so much different than the last time? A chair that doesn't fucking make me stand like getting stuff up my back. My God, you ever sit in a chair and it's the most uncomfortable fucking thing you've ever seen? That's what's happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to stand-up comedy. You ever sit in a chair and it feels like you're fucking paralyzed from the back up? That's what it feels like. My fucking God. Anyway, welcome back. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever, whatever. I do hope that... If you're listening to this, uh, it's a welcome return. You come back, you go, oh, Anthony, guess what? I won my fucking fantasy league. Holly fucking Louie. It's a merry 2019 to me. I really do hope that. And if you have won your fantasy league, then, you know, leave a like or a comment. I'll, uh, you know, I'll look at the Twitter, I'll look at the Instagram, see if there's, if there's something I could comment on and congratulate you on. And if you lost in your fantasy league, well, you know, there's always next year, as the old saying goes, right? That's what we're seeing right now in the NFL. We're seeing a couple of things I wanted to go over today because it has been a while. Uh, some changes in the head coaching circuit. <clears throat> I know my New York Giants just went through that last year. It's a part of life. It's a part of the NFL story. You get a brand new coach. The players rally around that guy. And then you're like a Doug Peterson type with the Eagles who wins the Super Bowl. Or a Steve Wilkos type who's a fucking bum and gets fired after a year. I'm looking at you, Arizona Cardinals. So we're going to talk about those. There's always next year. There's always teams looking to improve. And this year, in 2019 for the NFL season, uh, is it's a head coaching vacancy totaling eight teams. Now, I'm no mathematician here, but that's a quarter of the entire NFL that's looking for a new head coach. You got eight cars in a driveway and they're only drivers. So who are we going to get? As of this recording, six of those eight guys have been hired, and we're going to go in and talk to them. And also, because the playoffs are alive and kicking like a fucking newborn, I'm going to go over the wildcard games, talk about the teams that lost and why the fuck they deserve to go home. Okay, I'm looking at you, Bears and Seahawks. You won't beat my fucking division rivals. I'm also going to talk about the playoff previews. By the time this comes out, the divisional round playoffs are going to come out, so I'm going to be talking about that as well. Okay, but uh, to recap the fantasy season, it was a fantasy season of ups and downs, like a fucking roller coaster. You got guys, you got some uh, some running backs uh, on the Chiefs, not naming any names, who decided to be a fucking criminal and get kicked off the team, and that kind of fucked you over if you had him on fantasy. So you picked up his backup, and maybe that's the guy that helped you win the whole thing at the very end. It could very much happen that way. Uh, there were some guys who uh, probably didn't have the best teams going into the uh, final championship. Okay? There's teams where guys like Saquon or some other studs. You know, maybe Todd Gurley you had, but he was injured. Guys just didn't step up to the plate the last couple of weeks. And you can't blame that on just solely them. Because they allowed you to get into the championship. 
uh, but they didn't let you win it. So fantasy is very fucking crazy like that. But that's the beauty of it, right? That's the NFL. So is life. That's It's crazy. Sometimes you come home, your wife's cooking you a nice little steak dinner. She made a little mashed potatoes that you like on the sides, put some mother's gravy on it. Like she used to make, it's fucking delicious. Another time you get home and she goes, oh, it's nine o'clock, where the fuck were you all day? And I say, why don't you mind your fucking business, you broad, right? So some days you got the good ones, you got the bad ones. That's fantasy football. So again, congratulations if you won. I'll be doing, uh, you know, the next episodes of the show, I'll be periodically updating on NFL news because everything revolves around fantasy football, uh, even your friends and family. And, uh, you know, we'll be going into more position rankings, and when the draft comes, we'll be talking about that. It's going to be great. So keep, you know, your listening devices close at hand. I'll be putting out more content for you, okay? That's what the guys, the sound engineers are telling me. They're going, they're going, oh, Anthony, make sure you're a good MC. I don't know what that stands for. A master craftsman, perhaps. Make sure you promise the peoples that there's going to be more content coming out. Because if you don't put out more episodes, people aren't going to listen. I said, all right, shut the fuck up, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to get that to you. All right. So today we're going to go over the divisional playoffs. And we're going to go through the head coaching changes. And uh, let's start here. Let's see, I got a paper in front of me. Let me put on my glasses. Let's start with, uh, let's talk, let's talk playoffs. Because... That's what you're here for, right? That's what's current. That's what's in the coaches could get talked about. All right. So let's go to divisional playoffs this year. Let's go in the, uh, good God, chronologically. 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 Am I fucking in fourth grade? Chronologically. My vocabulary is out of whack. I stopped with that app, by the way. The one app I was telling you about was teaching me new words. That was too, too much of a fucking pain in the ass. I couldn't stand it anymore. So I stopped doing it. So now I don't know, I don't know words anymore because I can't even pronounce the word chronologically. <clears throat> so we're going to start. The first one that comes up is Chiefs and Colts. Okay? Chiefs and Colts. And let's recap the last week in the wildcard round too. Okay? The Colts beat the Texans. And quite honestly, if you didn't see that coming, you clearly didn't watch a lot of football growing up. Because the Bill O'Brien-led Texans are a massive disappointment year after year after motherfucking year, okay? Always. They never beat the Patriots. They always beat up on the, the lowly Bengals every wild card weekend. And then they go to the divisional round. They always can never stand up to the contenders. They're just good enough to make the playoffs, but just bad enough to do absolutely fucking nothing else. So the Texans, so long, farewell, Avita Zane, goodbye, and we'll see you next year. To inevitably do the same thing, as long as Bill O'Brien's the coach. Texans fans, Deshaun Watson, is he the guy? I don't know. Okay, he said it at the beginning of the year. Everyone's assuming Deshaun Watson is the next Cameron Newton, whoever the fuck new quarterback is, the next Lamar Jackson, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But... I don't see the Texans doing anything differently than they did before. Sure, they got more skill position players. On paper, you look, they got DeAndre Hopkins. They got a couple of decent running backs, I guess. They got a good defense. J.J. Watt. That guy that's a clown. I don't mean that as an insult. That's his last name. It's Clown. Jadarius Clown or whatever the fuck. On paper, they're a good team. But you have to wonder, year after year of... 
of underachieving, it's got to fall on the coaches. And Bill O'Brien, if you're listening, you got to step up your fucking game, pal. How many more years do you think you got left? You could be the next guy next year we're talking about in the coaching circle. The one spreading around. He's a Belichick disciple. And those guys would have had a hard time making a name for themselves in the NFL. So, Bill O'Brien's falling into that same category there. Can't get the Texans over the hump. Again, they're a good team to play during the year. You know, unless they play the Giants because they lost one of those games. Uh, need I remind people? But they just didn't have to hang with the Colts. And as we shift gears to them, right? The Colts are playing the Chiefs. And uh, it depends, really. The outcome of the Colts-Chiefs are going to depend on a lot of things. So let's talk about the Colts last week and what they did. Frank Reich, who looks like a Pinocchio Geppetto motherfucker, okay? He looks like he aged about 30 years in 30 days. It's fucking masterful. He's got these Colts playing great defense. He's got Andrew Luck playing like he was a couple of years ago, like the injury never happened. So we're back to vintage peak Luck. And he's got them... With this, you know, with the wild card mentality, losing the division to the rival Houston Texans, he's got them hungry for the next big thing. The great thing about this is, I just hit my fucking computer, Jesus Christ. The great thing about this matchup is, they got a fucking chance. If you're a Colts fan, you're in Indianapolis going, oh, Anthony, give some love to Coltsway. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving love to Coltsway. They're a good team. They got good coaches. They're a little scary. They could beat up on the Chiefs. The Chiefs is going to come down to this, right? You got a hungry Colts team. Mind you, the same Colts team that beat these Chiefs that came back from like something like 20 points down a couple of years ago. Remember that game? That was when Andrew Luck's playoff games. That's what started writing the script of him being a good postseason guy. That was one of those years. The Chiefs have a terrible defense. The defense is made of toddlers sucking their thumbs instead of covering guys. Their cornerbacks play like actual street corners. They're just there. And Andy Reid, let's face it, even going back to his his Eagle days with Philadelphia, not the best playoff guy. He kind of falters in the big lights. We saw this this year a little bit when they played the Rams in prime time. They took it took a lot for them to beat the Ravens the last couple of you know couple of weeks ago. The last couple of games, their record, they've had more losses than wins. I don't know the stat. Don't ask me. But they're having a hard time hanging with the teams that are given, you know, that are that are postseason hopefuls. They're good teams. They're giving them problems. And if Andrew Luck gets on a fucking hot streak, okay, he comes into to Kansas City, dick fucking hard, poking holes through the the uh, defensive line, or whatever. They're gonna be a tough out, and the Chiefs are looking at a one and done, just like they have in the past. It's not quite the Texans' level of infidelity, infertility, however you want to refer to it. But at the same rate, you got to worry about if Andy Reid's squad could get it done. Maybe this is the year they turn around, you ask yourself. They have Patrick Mahomes, right? He's been great. They've got Tyreek Hill. They've got guys on offense who could get the job done. But so do the Colts. Colts got T.Y. Hilton, who looks fucking phenomenal. I got to say that. T.Y. Hilton, if you're listening, you, I fucking love you. You're going to be one of those guys that I draft highly next year. But it's really all going to depend on if are the Colts hungry enough to go on the road. And could the Chiefs, 
with bad Andy Reid in the past and bad defense in the present, could they stave him off? If it's a shootout, I trust the Chiefs to do it. The Chiefs can put up something like 49 points a game. But maybe the Colts can too. So this one's a tough one to choose. Okay? If I got to go to game picks, I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to take the Colts on this one. I call it fucking pride. Call it fucking, fucking belief in, in something that's bigger than yourself. But I believe in the Colts. So that's what I'll do. I'll make game picks as well. I'll make some game picks there. All right, next game in the chronology... And I hate that this is the matchup, but that's what it is. It's it's Rams and fucking Dallas Cowboys. Motherfuck. The Seahawks, come on, guys. Pete Carroll? The guys that took Peyton Manning to fucking town, beat him in the Super Bowl, in MetLife Stadium? Like a gift from Jesus fucking H. Christ? You can't knock off the Cowboys at throwing the stadium. No, they lose 24-22. A bullshit score from a pussy team. There I said it. Not physical enough. Not offensive enough. That team was downright offensive. Okay? I'll give credit to the Cowgirls. They're a tough team to beat at home. They've won. They think they were almost undefeated at home. 7-1. Something fucking nuts like that. The Giants were like that a couple years ago. They went 11-5 with Ben McAdoo. But I'm going to let bygones by bonds be bygones. I think that's how the phrase goes. The Cowboys are good at home. They made life really difficult for the Seahawks. Clearly the Seahawks offense and their offensive line were no match for a very energized, most likely illegally juiced up Cowboys defense. And I'll give Cowboys credit for getting out of pressure on Russell Wilson, who played like they did, like uh, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, okay, where they lost. That's the, you know, ever since, you know, Richard Sherman's left the team, uh, different guys have come in and out. They've found little consistency on both sides of the ball, a lot of younger players now. That's been the Seahawks for the past couple of years. It's been that Super Bowl team. Not the Legion of Boom dominant, let's kick the asses of the Broncos team. When they won a Super Bowl. That seems like a one-hit wonder. Kind of like the Broncos, oddly enough, a couple years ago when they beat the Panthers. Right? So sometimes you get these teams that are flashing the pan. We think they're going to be a big franchise. We think they're going to be an all-pro exclusive. You make documentaries about them. You talk about them on ESPN 30 for 30s. And really, maybe it's catching lightning in a bottle. You make the most of it at the time. The Seahawks would have been a lot of fun if they continued in the playoffs. If they were, or they, I don't know what seed they would have been, they might have played the Saints. If they played the Saints at the Rams, I mean, we've seen a lot of Rams and Seahawks games. That would have been, you know, that's a flip of a coin you got a division game like that. The Saints, maybe they could have. Maybe they could have if they pulled it out. But the Seahawks, so long for now. Thank you for at least trying. Somebody's got to beat these fucking Cowboys eventually. The question is, is it the Los Angeles Rams? Okay. The Rams again healthier. Todd Gurley missed a couple of games. Jared Goff has kind of looked like he's a freshman again. Not even a freshman quarterback. Like a freshman, like, is this shit on the test? Kind of question asker. You know what I mean? And he's got to get back to his form too. He's got to get right back to where they were throughout most of the season. Because if they don't, they're going to have a lot of trouble against the Cowboys defense, which is pretty fucking good. I hate to say it, but they are. You got Sean McVay on the offensive side trying to coordinate that. 
He's got no business with the defense. Don't fucking get lost in the sauce there. He's got Wade Phillips on the defense. And that's going to be the key to the game. Because this might turn out to be another 24-22 to 22 kind of scoring uh, uh, game there. And it's going to really depend on if Aaron Donald, most people believe he's offensive player of the year, prove him wrong, if they can make stops on the Cowboys offense, which, aside from Zeke Elliott, is very kind of scrappy. I know they got the Mari Koopman. I'm sorry, Omar Koopman. I'm pronouncing that wrong. I know they got that guy. For a first-round pick, and he's you know he's changed some of the offense a little bit, but then you got Cole Beasley, you got these other scrappy, you know, no-name guys on the offense that just you know they just are happy to wear the uniform. You have to stop those guys, stop those plays, stop Zeke, and then the Rams can easily walk out with the win here, okay? And I do say easily. They learn from the playoff mistakes of the past. Again, this is Jason Witten's what thirtieth time in the playoffs, and his only guy. This is a what second or third win. Sorry, Cowboys fans, but it's the fucking truth, okay? I'm not trying to win swords with you. They're very not good when it comes to the playoffs. But they have to be able to stop that offense and let their own offense operate to its own devices, okay? The home field advantage here, not much of an advantage, to be honest with you, okay? Number one, the Dallas Cowboys fans travel. They're fucking everywhere. They're like Giants fans, like Patriots fans. They're fucking everywhere, no matter where you're playing. Number two, Los Angeles hasn't had a team there in fucking 30 years. I remember the L.A. Rams. I remember the L.A. Raiders. Okay. A lot of good teams there. They got a second L.A. team in the Chargers we're going to talk about. But as of right now, there's no real home field advantage because nobody knows they fucking exist. Unless you've been a Rams fan for 20, 30 plus years. You're most likely not going to go to a Rams game unless it's with your fucking friends out of high school and you guys are smoking pot or something. You need something to do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. In my old age, this is the wisdom I'm trying to impart on you. Just things you take outside of the numbers of the game. You, you take away the statistics for a second. You go, you know what? He's fucking right. There's not a, lot of, not a lot of Rams fans. So if I had to choose this game, game pick, how the fuck do I pick the Cowboys? You know my pick. It's the LA Rams. Go take care of fucking business, please. Next game, we're going to go to the Chargers now. The other LA team. And that's the Sunday early game. Okay? The Ravens, man. So the Chargers beat the Ravens. And my I talk about the Seahawks offense being bad. Oh my goodness. This Ravens offense. Okay. Couldn't throw a dog a fucking bone. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't even move the ball down the field if their life depended on it. Okay? Lamar Jackson couldn't hit water if he was on a boat. He was atrocious. I hate Joe Flacco with a burning, seething, biblical passion. However, I asked, what the fuck was John Harbaugh thinking by not putting him in? I mean, for crying out loud, you got a rookie quarterback, you're getting blown out. You have negative four passing yards of some bullshit to three quarters. Joe Flacco, for what his goofy, stupid ass is worth, is actually a Super Bowl winner. He won your franchise a fucking Super Bowl. But no, 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 my balls are too big if I'm John Harbaugh. I'm sticking with the young guy because I'm a fucking cuck, okay? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that one second. They should have put Joe Flacco in. It would have changed the pedigree of the game because he's known to rise in those big moments occasionally. And it would have changed the outcome of this game. Now, credit to the Ravens. 
Their defense was pretty sound. They did all they possibly could. They gave a lot of troubles to the Chargers. Chargers didn't look too great of a team. You know, they got out with the win, and that's impressive, especially down the road. They're going from West Coast to East Coast. But the defense did their job. The Ravens, uh, the, the offense, though, they they made it interesting in the very end, right? The, Lamar Jackson finally hit some throws in garbage time. I just hope we're not seeing another Jameis, Shameless Winston cast off RG3 train wreck in the making here because Lamar Jackson could be a very good quarterback. But uh, they just didn't do it. It was too little too late. The Chargers, they kept. They were scoring field goals all the time. And that's that. And and if the Chargers, you know, shift into the next game, the Chargers are looking to beat the Patriots, right? The almighty Bill Belichick Patriots. It's going to take a lot more than field goals, ain't it? Right? It's going to take a fuck ton more than field goals. But either way, the Chargers have to show... They have to continue because they had a good defensive effort too. You know, I know that the Ravens' offense was bad, but the Chargers' defense with Joey Bosa is pretty fucking good. I like watching them. They got to keep that up, keep the pressure dial up against Tom Brady. As we all know, especially you Giants fans out there, you pressure Tom Brady. You make the game easier for yourself, you win the game. Don't make it much harder than it needs to be. What I'm telling the Chargers and Chargers fans out there and the coaches, don't make this the fucking Jaguars' Uh, potential uh, the AFC championship game okay don't start uh, doubting yourself and your offense's abilities at the end of the game start squatting on the ball and handing it off to Melvin Gordon for one yard gains with uh, two minutes left in the third quarter that's not going to win you the game you have to be very aggressive the almighty Patriots are almighty for a reason five total Super Bowls between Belichick and Brady they play to win the game they never play to not lose they always play to win the game she got to continue to do that with them. And you have to keep your foot on the gas pedal, as they say. Field goals are not going to cut it. Your defense, don't substitute, don't change a lot of your base defense. Unless you're trying to outsmart Tommy Brady because nothing beats Tommy Brady more than just physical, upfront tackling, and sacking. Okay? He's really like someone who's homophobic in, in a gay bar. Just give him a lot of sacks and he'll be uncomfortable. Okay? The Chargers need to do this to win. If they don't do it, they're going to lose. Plain and simple. This game's a tough one to pick because of that. I do think... And Jesus, Mary Joseph, forgive me if this is blasphemous. Tom Brady is starting to show little signs of the old age, a little sign of the fools. Yo, yeah, I know I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Tom Brady, welcome to the club. He's not as mobile. His downfield throws don't have that zip, that touch to it again. Bill Belichick, you know, for, for a guy, people forget. There's an old fart like me, right? We don't like to do a lot of shit. We want to fucking relax. You're in the playoffs every single year, seemingly. You win the division. You're always playing extra games, right? When's the last time the Patriots played 16 games and then went the fuck home? It gets on you after a while. He's starting to get a little tired. Tom Brady's starting to get a little tired. We're starting to see the chinks in the armor. So you got to take advantage. You got to piece it. Chargers, you are the lightning white knights. Okay? Oh, that's a good team. We should call them that. Slay the dragon that is the Patriots. I think they could do it. Even in Foxborough. 
But I can't pick against the Patriots at this very moment, at this point in time, because I got to see it to believe it. Kind of like last year with the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. Okay? I mean, fuck the Eagles. But how do you pick against the Patriots? So I'm going to pick the Pats for this one. And that's going to be a fun game. Alright, our final game of the divisional round, the last game chronologically, is Saints and Eagles. And yes, I know what you're saying. We've seen this before. It was a 48-7 round. I remember that fucking score, because fuck the Eagles. Will it be the same kind of outing this time? We'll have to see. Okay? I found something really interesting, right? So, uh, first of all, fuck you, Chicago Bears. I thought you guys were something special. No, you're all bums. The Bears are just the bums. Okay? They had a chance to do something really, really amazing here with the, the new head coach, the young quarterback. And uh, their offense was just not up to snuff. I'll keep it very short. Bears defense, still a great one. But to be honest with you, they didn't really get a lot of sacks. They didn't really do much. Uh, you know, on paper, on, on, on the box score. But I guess they, you know, they kept it close. It was 6-3 to three at halftime. I don't know. Do you give credit to that? Or do you just say both these teams are really not that good? Anyway. As I'm catching my breath. Uh, the interesting thing, right? This was uh, uh, what's called in football a parallel. It's two stories that look the same. So uh, last year in the playoffs, the, the Eagles' magical Super Bowl run, they had uh, they were up against the Falcons, and they were up 15-10, to 10, kind of like against the Bears, right? So uh, instead, instead of that scenario, so they, they guarded... The uh, Falcons, and they wound up winning the game. The Falcons were in a position where they needed to score a touchdown to win the game. They couldn't fucking do it. Right? The opposite occurs during this Eagles game. Eagles are also down 15-10, to 10, I think. And they instead, they convert on fourth and goal, just like the Falcons couldn't. So now you see the Eagles do both of those situations, and they come out successful no matter what side of the ball they're on. Big fucking whoop, okay? Pat yourselves on the fucking back. Eagles fans, if that makes, if that tickles your fucking pussy, okay? It, it, what I'm trying to say is this. The Eagles have found ways to win despite themselves. This was just like last year, okay? They got a little bit lucky because Doug Peterson, he throws a little icing on a kicker there. The kicker kicks the ball, it goes in, and the next one, of course, is history. It hits the double crossbars twice. I know the NFL ruled it that it was a tipped ball. Either way, he missed the kick, and the rest is history. Right now, Eagles are going to the divisional round once again. Okay, so uh, again, so long, Bears. Nice fucking knowing you. Be the Cubs or something. Maybe then you win, you win fucking championships. Don't have much more to say about them. So the Eagles now going back to New Orleans. The dreaded New Orleans, where the Saints are, kind of like the Cowboys. Their record at home is particularly good. And it's very helpful that they have the number one seed in the NFC. Okay. Uh, they, they present problems for a defense like the Eagles, who are a little bit banged up. Did let Mitch Trubisky throw on them a little bit towards the end of the game. Okay, to put them in field goal range. Drew Brees now in a week, uh, week of rest. With his other players, Alvin Kamra, Miguel Thomas, all these offensive studs. And the defense of the Saints quietly pretty sound. You know, I got to give a lot of credit to them as well. They're a team that uh, is very strong at home. I don't see it as being another 48-7 route because usually teams learn from those things. 
Okay, I do see the Eagles potentially doing a challenge, but ultimately I'm going to make my game pick early, okay? Ultimately, though, I don't see the Eagles beating the Saints in New Orleans after after such a performance. Uh, I saw that uh, Sh uh, Sean uh, Payton put out a little memo to his team, and this is, this is I think this is pretty cool. More coaches got to do this. He says, you guys want to win a Super Bowl, eh? You guys want to win a motherfucking Super Bowl? I'm putting a little Italian spin on it. A little Italian spin because this is how I imagine it in my own head. You guys want to win a Super Bowl? Win three fucking games. I swear that's a quote. You looked that up online. He said that to them. And it's the truth. All these teams, as we're recapping them all. Just win three fucking games. You're Super Bowl champions. You win this week. You go to the AFC, NFC Championship. And you're in the big dance. You're remembered forever. No matter the outcome, you know, the Seahawks remembered for smoking and blowing out the Broncos. But you know I remember the Broncos because they were the ones who got fucked up too. I remember that. I remember these matchups. You remember the opponents. Not for winning their respective conference championships, but for losing in the Super Bowl. So Saints are going to win this one. All these teams, I advise you to win all your fucking games. Okay? And it's going to be an interesting divisional round. So, by my logic, I didn't take a pen with me, so I'm going to write this down. But my AFC uh, championship matchup is going to be the Patriots and the Colts. And we've seen that before. Cough, cough, deflate gate. <laughs> the tabloids going to love that one. And in the NFC championship, I'm going to be biased because I chose no NFC East teams. It's going to be Rams and Saints. And, uh, you know, we'll figure out if I was right or wrong. If, you know, if you want to like and comment your picks, too, you could put that in there. We'll, de we'll debate. We'll talk about it. And in the coming weeks or so, you know, we'll predict, you know, who's going to win the AFC and NFC championships, who's ultimately going to win the Super Bowl. But I'm going to keep button-lipped. I'm in a couple of brackets myself. I've shelled out a couple of shekels for them. Okay, I got some money on the line. But we'll see. Those are your divisional round winners. And uh, you want to listen back on his podcast, maybe after the games, and say, wow, Anthony DeForce was right. I bet he's good at fantasy football knowledge. Well, that'd be a good connection to make as well. Moving on now, the last part of the, the second half of the program here, we're going to just talk about some head coaches because ever since Black Monday, there's been a lot of turnover with a lot of these teams. Eight teams have new head coaches. Well, two teams don't currently have head coaches, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals, after losing Marvin Lewis, and the Miami Dolphins, uh, who lost uh, Adam Gaze, uh, who, who went to the Jets, and we'll talk about them. Uh, now, you might be asking yourself, uh, dear Anthony, uh, why don't the Bengals or the Dolphins have, have a coach at this point in time? Well... Marvin Lewis just left the Cincinnati Bengals after about 100 years coaching that team. Huge Jackson is the interim, I think. I don't know. But Marv Lewis uh, employed him, and maybe that's a little stink on a team that people don't want to deal with. Okay. You got Andy Dalton, who's about as average. He's the yingling of quarterbacks. He's perfectly fine until you really want something a little better. Okay, it's a little beer comparison for you. And uh, aside from that, A.J. Green got injured this year. Their offensive line is really not particularly good, and they have uh, a lot of veterans on defense who are just getting older. So it's 
You don't know what to do with the quarterback. You don't know what to do with the skill positions. They got the running back, Joe Mixon. They got a couple of the young guys. But every team does. So they're just not particularly interesting. I mean, they're in Cincinnati for crying out fucking loud. What's the market on that one? Huh? You got Kobe, Kobe Bryant said, get me the fuck out of Ohio. I'm sorry, not Kobe Bryant. I'm thinking of the Lakers. LeBron James, get me the fuck out of Ohio to L.A. That's what coaches are thinking, too. Coaches want to go where the big names are. The Dolphins, on the other hand, are even more puzzling, okay? First of all, we're going location. It's fucking Miami. You get to party every fucking Friday and Saturday night. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that one until you consider this. First of all, our quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, not very good. Don't know what the future could be. I think their previous head coach uh, rode Ryan Tannehill a little too long, and that's, that's why they had to get rid of him. Right? Because they said, how do you keep believing in this quarterback who's shown absolutely fucking zero in getting the job done on the field? Okay? Surprisingly enough, he's led, I believe he's led the Dolphins to as close uh, to a winning record as possible. He might even be exactly at 500. One half his game's lost his other half. Interesting to see. Aside from that, Miami kind of blows. Okay? They're in a division with the Patriots, so they'll never win. They're good at beating up on teams like the Jets and the Bills. But they can't get past superior AFC talent like the Ravens and the Steelers. Right? So I don't think anyone wants to go there because they just don't know what to do with this team. Remember that? A couple of seasons ago, they did a big free agent spree. They bought a lot of high-end high -end talents like Damakansu uh, and uh, some, other, some other big names that they signed. And it just went fucking nowhere. That's kind of where now we're at the period where it's the fall out of that. And it's going to be hard to convince a head coach to go somewhere that has those kinds of problems. So the Bengals and the Dolphins will leave you alone for a while. Maybe by the time this recording gets out, maybe there'll be some breaking news. And uh, they'll have new head coaches. I don't fucking know who they're even talking to. There's nothing. Nobody knows. Oh, he's Adam Chef. The guy's all speculating. You want the real news? Come to me. I'll tell you the real news. I'll tell you as it comes out. But we got six other teams that filled out head coaching positions. All right, so the Cardinals hired, uh, I'm reading the name right here, Cliff Kingsbury, which sounds like a motherfucking cartoon name. The fuck is Cliff Kingsbury? Oh, bet he lives next to fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. They they ousted Steve Wilkes. This is the funny thing about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, are you know, number one pick in a draft coming up. They're a bad team. They had a bad coach. They had bad offense. Josh Rosenboig doesn't look like the right guy. And uh, they they ousted Steve Wilkes after one year, which is very hard for, for a team to do. At least with the Giants and Ben McAdoo, you know, he turned into a fucking prick. That's why they let him go. But Steve Wilkes seems like a really nice guy. So it kind of stinks. They get this guy who worked with uh, Texas Tech quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, they had guys who came out of what's known as the Texas Air Raid Offensive Scheme. Okay? More like a like an air turd. Because aside from homies, hasn't really translated well to the NFL. Okay? Baker Mayfields was the other quarterback he worked with. So I don't know. What do you... Do you turn fucking... Does he touch the Cardinals and turn them into gold? Is he... Is he fucking rumple fucking stiltskin? Whatever the fuck fairy tale it was? He's got the name for it. Cliff Kingsbury, all K's. What a fucking joke. I don't know if I like this hire. Hey, you know what, I'll grade him. I'll grade this hire. Right now, I'm going to give this one, uh, I'll give this one a C for the car. No, I'm going to give it a D.
a f big old D for Defuzio. Now, I want to give him a D because I can't, I can't just see a team getting a college coach like this, inheriting a bad roster and making a quick turnaround. So they go with Cliff Kingsbury, King Candy, whatever the fuck his name is. And who knows, maybe instead of going 3-13, the Cardinals will go 4-12 and fucking 12 and they'll be picking second overall next season. I don't trust this. The uh, uh, news out of the Cardinals camp says that uh, Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray declared for the draft and that Kingsbury's going to draft him for the team. So completely abandoning ship on Josh Rosen. Don't agree with that. You just wasted first-round draft capital, so that's why I don't think this matchup's gonna go gonna go particularly well. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Okay, uh, the next team, the New York Jets. They hired the aforementioned Adam Gase. Why I don't know. He was a mediocre head coach on the Miami Dolphins. Now they kick out Todd Bowles, who looks like he never spoke a word in front of a crowd in his life. Okay. I rate this hiring as also a D. Because Adam Gase, really aside from telling Peyton Manning to throw the ball to Julius Thomas about six years ago, hasn't really done much in the NFL to really impress me. Adam Gase. More like, Adam, make me a case for yourself, you fuck. I don't understand what they saw in this guy. But, you know, the Jets haven't been the best at making good decisions in the past, if I could be completely honest with you as a Giants fan counterpart here. Okay, they think I think they maybe hit a guy in Sam Donald, and that's the philosophy behind it. They're gonna get a guy who's gonna look at Sam Donald and go, "Hey, I can make this guy better. I can make this offense pretty good." The Jets in free agency, maybe they go after guys, you know, the Steelers guys like Le'Veon's Bills and uh, Antonio Brown. So we'll see if that happens, and maybe he could make a little magic here. But I just think. For a guy that just got fired, right? That doesn't. That's not a good look for really anything. You know, it's not good a guy gets fired and then a division rival hires him. So, you know, what the Jets, like the creepy guy behind the bushes stalking a hot girl from afar? Is that what they were doing with Adam Gates? I don't know. You got to ask the Jets. But I rate this hiring a D just like the Connors ones. The Green Bay Packers, meanwhile, they get Mike McCarthy out of there. And I, if you were listening to me early in the year, I always thought that was the right move for them. Okay, they lost to the shitty Cardinals coached by Steve Wilkos. That's what led to his getting out of town. Mike McCarthy, I think, was an old school guy. Didn't really uh, maximize the talent around Rodgers. Okay, uh, didn't get a good defense around him. Didn't get good offensive skilled players. I mean, he's throwing the guys named Equinomanius. The fuck world is that in? Equinomanius. Rodgers throwing the ball to not a good coach. He's out. So who do they bring in? Matt LaFlower. I don't know much about this guy aside from he's been on about 100 different teams in the past two years. I give this grade a C. Just on the eyeball test. I know he was on the Titans. Maybe he got Derrick Henry gone. And maybe that's what the Packers are saying. We need a Derrick Henry type. Remember the Packers drafted Eddie Lacy? He was another Alabama running back. What the fuck happened to him? He gained like 20 pounds in the offseason. Like, absolutely fucking not. We don't, we don't give a shit. You hear that? That's a fucking train right there. You hear that? Somebody cut out the train station part because it doesn't sound very good. Thank you. Talking about the Packers. We're back to Packers talk here. Matt LaFlower. Again, I give him a C because I can't really say it's a good one. Can't really say it's a bad one. I just don't know enough about it particularly. 
Next team you got, we got three teams left, and then and then we're done here. Okay, I'm fucking tired. The Broncos hired very Italian-sounding name, uh, Vic Fangio. I love with that name, Vic Fangio. Very very good defensive uh, coordinator from the from the Bears, who again had a very good game against the Eagles defensively. They just couldn't do anything on offense. I like that he's going to the Broncos, taking in the footsteps of also defensive-minded coach Vance Joseph, who they said goodbye to as well. Okay, I give this one a B for both the Bears and the Broncos because I think this could work some some magic here. Okay, I like this pairing. What does he bring to the Broncos? Well, they got Von Miller still. You got to build around something, right? So if that defense could play to the form it was at the Super Bowl three years ago, you could have a much more talented team. Case, Case and Keenum, Keenman on offense? Don't know what the fuck you do with that guy. That guy's a loser. Took the Vikings to a fluky playoff Minnesota miracle, and that was that. Gotta fix that offense. Philip Lindsay is a good running back on offense. We've talked about him a lot this year on the Fantasy Football Podcast. You gotta keep feeding him the ball. And typically defensive-minded coaches like running the ball to, uh, you know, create some more options in the passing game and on the offense as a whole. So I think they're really going to focus on him. I give that a B. Okay. Uh, The next team, the team I've talked about a lot, and I really thought they were going to keep this coach, okay? I'm talking about the Cleveland Brownies with the Baker Mayfields and the Nick Chubbs and Antonio Callaways. Okay. Use that as a soundbite. Put that in the market. Actually, you know what? Can we make if we do a if we do a movie trailer of Wise Guy Finish Football, we could do that one. I like the way that sounded. The new guy is Freddie Kitchens. And I'm not making up that name. That's new head coach Kitchens. That's his name. And uh you got uh Frankie Bathroom as the offensive coordinator and Joey Baseman as the defensive coordinator. No, I don't know the fuck. Freddie Kitchens, he's been in the NFL a lot. He's been a coach for a number of years for a number of teams, also was a player. Uh, he, he was a, a, a very prolific quarterback in college and uh, in the pros as well. So uh, he's the head coach. This one's a fun one, okay? I think that he was responsible for a lot of what Baker Mayfield was doing on the field, and that's what the Browns saw. Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator, and then he went to the interim head coach after Hugh Jackman left. And then after that, they dumped his ass. And how do you ask a guy to go from the head coach to you know, taking a demotation? A de- uh, he's not getting promoted, right? So instead, they just showed him the door. Don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out. And that's where he is. And I've seen a lot of Greg Williams on the Hard Knock programs they got on HBO. Back when my wife let me have HBO. And uh, he's a tough motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's, he says a lot of... He's yelling at the players, calling them, calling them pussies. And chumps and all this other stuff. And uh, he's he's a guy that I found personally a little too harsh for my team to be the head coach. You want to call my defensive players animals because they have to go against the quarterback and bring them to the ground? That's fine. But you call a star quarterback fucking animal? I don't know. I don't think that works out. But maybe Greg Williams finds somewhere else. I think he was also part of the, the crooks that were part of that bounty gate, whatever. I don't fucking know. So he's out. Freddie Kitchens is in. I'll give this one a B, too, for the Browns. Because if Baker Mayfield just gets better, 
The Brownies have, yeah, eventually, their draft picks over the years have finally caught up to them. So now they got talent on both sides of the ball. So if he can maximize Baker Mayfield, watch the fuck out. The Brownies are coming to town, baby. The last team, and I give this one an A because I love this man. This guy is Bruce fucking Arians, okay? Guy from the Steelers, the Cardinals. One of the best coaches of the last decade or so. I fucking love this man, okay? You got Dick Cutter that got let go. Don't give a fuck about his ass. Didn't maximize anything. He just, he flipped a coin every week to say, oh, did he start Ryan Fitzmagic or did he start Seamus Winston? I don't fucking know. I'm not a real fucking coach. I just flipped the coin and let it, let it decide for me. That's what he did. Bruce Arians, very sound mind, very football oriented, and he's a hell of a motherfucker on the field too, okay? You could see the passion in his eyeballs. He left because... It was a little stressful for him. I know it's taking a toll on his health. Again, my age, I know what he's going through. I'm not going to fault the guy. But I give the Buccaneers an A+. I'm going to hold off. Uh, now that they hired Bruce Arians, I'm going to hold off on calling the Buccaneers. Because maybe this, this something special happens. Low-key, the Buccaneers have good defensive players on their team. They do. They're very talented on the defense. Offensively, they have some work to do. Is Seamus Winston the guy? Well, according to Arians, he is the guy. They want to build around him. Don't know how long that's going to last. But you know what? If it comes out of Bruce Arians' mouth, I'll believe it for a little bit. Did a lot of good stuff for the Cardinals. And again, when he was on the Steelers, helping him win those Super Bowls. It's nice to have some championship pedigree on a team. So I give an A for Arians. A for Arians. And that takes care of all the coaches there. And that whole time, we didn't get any Bengals or Dolphins updates. So fuck them. They don't have a coach yet. And... Uh, you know, we'll see if there's any other coaching changes. I know there's going to be some coordinator bullshit and stuff that comes along. And I'll try to report on that or talk to you folks about that as much as possible because it does affect fantasy football. So that takes care of everything, right? That's the coaches. That's the divisional rounds. Best of luck to your teams and that's to the Cowboys and the Eagles, in which case just fucking eat a dick, okay? And uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy watching what, the, what is really the last couple of weeks of live football until we go in an offseason of speculation. And remember to give me five stars. I'm Wise Guy Fantasy Football. I'm not asking anymore. I'm just fucking telling you. Just give me the five stars, like, and comment, okay? Don't give me any bullshit about it. And uh, continue to, to support the podcast and support, support fantasy football in general. Okay, make sure you get that your award money, your trophies, so that you could gear up for next year. Because blink and look, it's going to come already, right? We were just talking about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Now it's time for a new team. Okay, thank you, folks, very much. I'm, I'm done here. You guys could stop the recording because, because I'm done. There's not much.